Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk uh, here in New York after flying in from Rochester, New York, where I was up burying my dad and my stepmother this weekend. We rented a VRBO and hung out together. Not everybody, but uh, my stepbrother and my brother and my sister and her husband and my stepbrother's wife and his grandchild. Um, So we had a lovely time, and we buried dad next to mom and Peggy next to her uh, husband. They both died um, about three months apart, actually. Mom, Ed died in Christmas Day of 1982, and Mom died on my dad's birthday, the day before my dad's birthday, in 1983. And uh, now, 38 years later, their spouses are joining them. And uh, my dad, of course, started to die, as you guys listen to the podcast, started to die on my mother's birthday. He died a day or so after, um, but he didn't, he didn't wake up on her birthday and went to the hospital, and they were like, call the kids. Um, and Peggy died last November. Uh, so we had a nice service in Rochester with good food and family and a lot of laughter and storytelling, and um, that's good. You know, we had a good time. Now, this week ahead, you know, so we had an ending week. We had Mercury coming in to do a, a square to Eris and an opposition to Pluto. We had a full moon on Friday night, and interestingly, we buried my dad on his grandfather's birthday, his father's birthday, my grandfather's birthday, July 23rd, and my cousin, my nephew, my cousin's child, so I don't know what, I never know what that is, but my <laughs> second cousin, third cousin, one of those, um, Greg, was born on my grandfather's 90th birthday. My cousin Susan delivered, she didn't get to the 90th birthday party because she was in the hospital making a baby, making Greg come out. Um, so he just turned 31, so we celebrated his birthday, too. And, uh, yeah, so it was a nice um, family kind of reunion and saw people I hadn't seen in years, um, which, of course, is a lot of the Mercury-Pluto and interesting stories. You know, my mom's nurse, when she had uh, cancer, came by, and, you know, she tra- helped my mom back 38 years ago. And she worked with my dad at St. Mary's Hospital and my father used to pierce ears, right? That was one of his claims to, like, 200 people's ears have been pierced, at least, of our friends, because we all had friends. And my father pierced lots and lots of ears. So when he started with me, I was the ice cube. That was when he first got into it, was ice cubes. And then he got into Novocaine, but Novocaine puffs your ears up differently. So then he got into put the dot on the ear with the pen and then do the Novocaine. And depending on, you know, where, I mean, I got my ears pierced on the dishwasher. My sister got hers pierced in the basement in the house on Smallwood where we lived for a while. Marianne Huber came by, and she's Marianne Townsend now, and she got hers pierced by the pool, and she said, your father had Novocaine in the refrigerator. I said, he pierced a lot of ears. And Ann Dunford, my good friend, had hers pierced on the dishwasher too. And I'm like, well, you were a winter piercing, and Marianne was a summer piercing. So, yeah, so it was really, it was nice to hear the memories and all the different things, you know, uh, people talking and reminiscing and catching up. So it was a very nice weekend. A little sad, but, you know, one of those, you know, one of those. You need them. You're mar- it marks the chapter end, marks the beginning of a new chapter. Now, I will say that this week we got some pretty tense aspects coming up, which may be tied to stuff you found out last week when Mercury um, squared Eris and was opposite Pluto. 
um, because he kind of told you some stories. And the full moon, of course, on Friday was out of bounds. The moon was out of bounds. It had a mystic rectangle. It also had a hard rectangle. So sometimes you get hard news, which can trigger a reaction subsequent. So if over the last few days you got some hard news that set you off, this week you may actually react to it. So we're going to watch the burble, burble, the burble, burble, you know, that little thing inside of which goes burble, burble, burble. And you, you kind of want to process what you learned, and you want to think about it and figure it out. And then, you know, once when she, when she got all that worked out, then uh, then you want to think about what you want to do about it, right? So, yes, you know, because we, we got up there Wednesday night, so Thursday was kind of everybody getting ready and having a party. You know, we all cooked in, and everybody contributed. I made deviled eggs with balsamic vinegar. They were really good. Normally I use apple cider, but they, they were a little tasty with balsamic vinegar. Um, and then Saturday, Friday, of course, was the funeral, and then the reception afterwards. Uh, we had a meat truck and um, really nice meat. Apparently it's a famous meat truck in Rochester. Um, and then on Saturday, everybody kind of scattered. So my stepbrother and his wife went and got on a boat with one of their friends and hung out in, uh, on the lake. Uh, my brother um, went off to a museum with my grand, I guess with, I guess she's a grandniece, right? My niece Sadie, so she's a grand, with my grandniece, uh, Lil. And then my sister and I went over to Molly's house and hung out with Molly and Anne and the dogs and had a wonderful time laughing in the backyard in the shade and watching the butterflies fly around. Molly has a beautiful, Molly and Anne have a beautiful garden uh, with um, uh, purple hydrangea, blue and purple hydrangea. Just, it was just delicious. We were just sitting out there laughing and having a good time. And then my brother-in-law, Bruce, <laughs> who's a Scorpio, he needed a little time alone. So he went for a walk. <laughs> Which, you know, you totally go, you know, when you're hanging out and there's eight people in a house, it's a lot. Um, but it was fun. We had a really good time. Seven people. Seven people? Seven people in the house, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're forward into the week. Now, this week has a lot of tension, a lot of activity, and a lot of crabby, okay? So it's not necessarily going to be fun. We had the full moon in Leo. The moon was out of bounds, and we're going to have Venus, in Vir- she went into Virgo last week on Tuesday, but she is moving into that little section where she's going to form a hammer of Thor with Eris and Pluto. Now we're going to have uh, Mars go into Virgo in a- next week, and he will form a hammer of Thor too. And that Eris-Pluto square is kind of a nasty little puppy. So you may find you're reacting this week on the 30th particularly because that's when the hammer happens. But you want to kind of watch as the, as Venus goes through and picks up the hammer and swings it. So a hammer of Thor is formed by two planets in a square, Eris and Pluto, right? And they've been in this square now for two years. We had three exact hits, November 30th of last year, um, around the Trump impeachment time when Kobe Bryant died. Then we had the second one with Ghislaine Maxwell got picked up for the sex trafficking and Bolton's book came out about the impeachment. And then the third one was the election, and also they um, arrested a Canadian sex trafficker, um, drawing a blank on his name. He was a fashion guy. So the Eris Pluto seems to be doing things with sex people, um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Obviously, Harvey Weinstein has been relocated out west for his trial. 
Um, but we'll see if something else surfaces because we're going to have that in August and then again in October. But as Venus comes through that, she's going to pick up that hammer. And Venus in Virgo is not a happy place for Venus. She does not like being in Virgo. I mean, she works well in it. She gets a lot done, but she counts. She counts. She keeps track of things. And, uh, you know, we were little kids. My mother, we had to open presents in order by birth, right, you know, like youngest to oldest, one by one, so my mother could see our reactions because my mother was a Leo and she wanted to be able to watch, right? So... Uh, one year, my sister's kind of hunting around the presents, trying to figure out what, and then, then she says to my mother, I don't understand why I should open this present after that present. And my mother goes, what? She goes, well, this present's number one, and this present's number two, and why am I opening them in this order? And my mother goes, oh, well, that's, the, my mother numbered the tags, right? They're, that's because your sister counts. That would be me. <laughs> And I went, I count? She goes, you count. You count. And, you know, and sometimes you'd get a present that was a socks, and sometimes you'd get a present that was pants and a shirt and the socks all in the same box because you had to have the same amount to open on Christmas. My mother had, a, my mother had Venus in Virgo, so she counted too, right? So Venus in Virgo um, is an interesting Venus because she has a particular position on things and she keeps track of stuff. So she's going to be in Virgo until August 16th. So Venus is counting. She is counting. And she's not going to like what she's counting because she's swinging that hammer sometime this week. So something that's going on will make her mad. And, you know, when you see a mad Venus in Virgo, it's very unattractive in the sense of you aren't going to win because they have a point of view and then two they're going to be really clear in telling you exactly why they're not happy with you right so in my case apparently i was a little present counter and you know mary had two presents more than me i was paying attention you know it was you know it's, it's when you're little kids right it's important even when you're big kids, it's important. So you're going to watch where you're counting this week. You're going to watch when you're paying attention to stuff. And you're going to watch where as Venus kind of goes, oh, I've been paying attention to this. Now, remember, when Eris threw the apple into the party that she wasn't invited to, she said it's for the most beautiful goddess. And when Paris tried to divide the apple, the three goddesses went, no, it should be me. I should get the apple. And, of course, he picked Aphrodite, the most, he got the most beautiful woman in the world. She just happened to be married, just started the Trojan War. was a whole big brouhaha. Whatever happens this week, later on in the month, when Mars forms a hammer of Thor, you're going to have part two. Because Mars is going to go into Virgo next at the end of the week on the 31st. Uh, yep, I think on the 31st or on the 30th. He goes into Virgo on the 29th, sorry. And so he is then going to be counting. But he has to get all the way up to where Venus is now to form the hammer. So we're entering a really interesting time. And remember, part of what we're doing now is we're releasing things we no longer need or we're closing chapters or we're getting clear. We're going to say, is this something I want to continue to do or not? And if you do not want to, this will be the week when you take your declaration. And in a week or so, when Mars goes through that hammer, you're going to take action. So it's important, important, important to be really conscious and really clear. Because Venus in Virgo does count. She does pay attention. And um, she's very strategic, too. She, she watches. She notices, well, you said this. You didn't say that. Venus in Virgo is the sin of omission and commission. So when you 
<laughs> when I was a Catholic, was a little Catholic girl getting raised, there were the sins that you committed, right? You know, the ones you actually did. And then there were the ones that you kind of omitted. You didn't really, you didn't really talk about them. You just kind of didn't do it, right? You just kind of, you know, but it, I didn't actually commit it. I just did not do it, right? It was like, it was kind of a weird definition. And I remember at one time I was talking to a friend of mine who's a therapist and I, I mean, I have Catholic guilt. You know, you're raised as a Catholic, you get Catholic guilt. And um, the, the question, the que- she goes, you know, Ann, um, it's okay to think it. <laughs> I'm like, no, actually it's not. You know, on some level it's not okay to think it because that's, you're, you're somehow doing it, you know. But this week you're going to, you're going to think it. You're going to, you're going to really be in that little space of going, as Venus goes through this hammer of Thor. We also have Jupiter leaving Pisces where he's been for two months. He's zapping back into Aquarius this week which means he now takes off out of the ocean and starts flying around again, which is okay, but he liked being in the ocean. But he has work to do before he can go forward in December in Pisces to start a new 12-year cycle. He just got into zero one. He kind of introduced the concept, and now he's backing up and he's going, we got stuff to do here, people. So he's backing up this week. We did have the full moon with an out-of-bounds moon, and because the moon was so early this year, excuse me, this month, we are going to have a second full moon in Leo and Aquarius at the end of the month at 29 degrees of Leo, right on that old fixed star Regulus. So the new moon that we, the full, the full moon that we had this week, we're going to have a new moon in the middle of the month at 15 or so. And then we're going to have a full moon again at the end of the month. So this is the once in a blue moon, which is when you have a moon twice in the same sign. Um, and so we're going to watch for that energy as we, uh, as we work this month. Uh, and so whatever you're working on, whatever, whatever surfaced on this full moon, whatever came to light, you have some work to do around it. Uh, what else do we have this week? So we have Mars going into Virgo. Um, that happens on the 29th. We have, and he's going to be in Virgo till the end of the end of September. He's there for two months. Uh, Venus went into Virgo last week on Tuesday, and she is in Virgo until the 16th, I believe, of, of August. Mercury is going to go into Leo on the 27th, the evening of the 27th, and Mercury going into Leo makes also a little bit problematic because Mercury does not like being in Leo because instead of um, him thinking and listening to other people and paying attention and all that, it's all about him. And so when Mercury's in Leo, it's considered an detriment, and then it's going to be combust the sun, which is going to mean people think they're right. Whether you, you agree with them or not is completely irrelevant. They're going to think they're right. And so your job with Mercury going into Leo is to know that while he's in Leo, until he gets into Virgo, uh, that Venus in Virgo is also not only is she righteous, <laughs> she's righteous like a lion. She's going to like rip your neck out if she doesn't like what you say. So Venus is only going to be in Leo until the 11th of August. But we are entering a period of time of high contention. Venus is in her detriment. Mercury is in his detriment. Jupiter left his rulership back into another sign. Mars in Virgo is not a bad placement, but he's answering to Mercury and Leo, which is not a great place for him. You know, so all the planets are going to be very much about like, well, I want it this way. I want it. Kind of think temper tantrums. 
a lot of temper tantrums, and that's okay. You know, when you know the sky is full of temper tantrums, when you see somebody kicking up, you just go, okay, little temper tantrum over there. How do I want to play with it? What do I want to do with it? And I encourage you to Google the commercial Sweeties, S-W-E-E-T-I-E-S. It's a commercial. It's from another country. I don't remember what one. And it's this father and son having a little argument over candy. And the little kid going, I want my sweeties. And the father going, no. And them having a power struggle. And then the little kid hitting the floor, screaming and yelling and throwing the food. (laughs) And that's the energy of the week. Temper tantrum, can't get my sweeties, not happy. Now, when that's going on, we can also, as my friend Maria Wander always says, we can also rechannel that energy and use it in other ways because we can. It's energy. We don't have to have a temper tantrum. We can take that really loaded up stuff and get really, really clear on what's important to us and, more importantly, how we're going to take action to get it because Mars is going out of Leo where he's been laying around washing his paws, laying under a tree after eating the wildebeest, and he's going into Virgo, the sign of busy, busy, do, 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 busy, busy, do, do, do. So the energy is very potent for getting a lot accomplished, provided you don't stop to have too many temper tantrums, or if someone's having a temper tantrum near you, let them have it. They're in the mood. And you, you decide how you want to respond, right? Because that's the, the beauty of the astrology is we get to see yeah, this is what I want to do, and more importantly, this is what I don't want to do, and this is how I'm going to choose, 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 choose consciously, choose consciously how you want to respond. (sighs) So it's a busy week, and I know I've been talking fast, but let's uh, zip through the planets. So we have today, Mercury, of course, is in Aquarius till 714, goes void for a couple hours, goes into Pisces, goes void with a nice closing aspect of an opposition to Mars, gets stuff out there, and then uh, Moon goes into Pisces uh, at 11.30 p.m., and it's in Pisces on Monday and on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it goes void uh, at 9.13 p.m. Tuesday night with a sextile to Pluto. And then it goes, the moon goes into Aries, 5.58 a.m. on the 28th, Wednesday, and it's in Aries on Wednesday and on Thursday, and it goes void at 3.38 p.m. on Friday. And because Jupiter slipped back into Aquarius, moon's void in Aries is a sextile to Jupiter, which is a nice closing aspect. He's void for about a half an hour, and then he goes into Taurus on the 30th, one of the better moons of the month. Moons in Taurus on Friday Friday from 4.08 on, East Coast time, of course. Saturday all day, the, um, the 1st of, the 31st, sorry, of August. And then on Monday, on Sunday the 1st, the moon is in Taurus and it goes void at 3.41 a.m. on Monday the 2nd with a nice square to Jupiter. Because now Jupiter's in Aquarius. Moon square Jupiter is good, but it's a little overdoing. As we mentioned, we have the planetary changes. We have Mercury going into Leo. We have Jupiter backing up retrograde into Aquarius. And we have Mars going into Virgo. Whenever planets change signs, we know we have a little bit of turbulence ahead of us. Um, Somebody had asked me a question when I was in Rochester who listened to the story. When I say it's a Donald week, they always think of the other guy, you know, the orange guy, who I will say that my Donald has always said, yeah, he was a great name until he came along. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rename it. It's actually the Donald Blandford days. <laughs> I 
because they're after him. He's the one that said, can you let us know when the Donald Blanford days are, the ones that are particularly intense? So the days that are going to be particularly intense this week are Saturday. Um, Moon in Taurus is squaring all those Leo and Aquarius planets, forming a big old uh, T-square in the sky. And we also have a little bit of tension on Friday because the moon is a little, a little crabby. You know, it's kind of a little, it's accelerating and a little fiery. So those are the big, those are the Donald Blandford days. We're going to call them, we're going to rename them the DB days. We also have Mercury opposite Saturn, which is a call to action. That's going to happen on the 1st. And we have the Sun combust Mercury, which makes everybody think they're the king, whether you think they are or not. They think they are, and that's really what they think is more important. So don't go telling them they're not the king because then they're going to be mad. All right, so this week the sun is, of course, in early Leo. We had the full moon on Friday. Um, it is going from 2 Leo to nine and a half, ten 10 Leo this week. Um, the sun has an aspect to the nodes of fate, so you want to watch who you pull in on the 31st of the month. I have someone who's uh, got some really exciting projects. I'm like, ooh, the 31st is a great day for them uh, because the sun is aspecting the nodes, important connections to meet people. The sun does square Neptune this week. Um, sorry, sesquisquadrate Neptune. So emotionally, you're going to get a little clearer after the 30th about emotional matters. She also, the sun also has a contraparallel with Saturn. So that the 30th is 30th and the 31st are going to be really kind of tough this week. Um, so you want to kind of just know that that's, you know, kind of set your compass for those days uh, because those are the ones that where the, where the action is taking place on, you know, on the personal plan, it's really just kicking up and having their temper tantrum. Uh, Mercury this week runs from 24 Cancer to 5 Leo. As we mentioned, he's changing and he'll be in Leo not that long, but when he's in Leo, it's all about him. So you want to kind of take that energy and go, okay, all about me. What do I want? You don't have to necessarily communicate it to other people, but you do need to say, okay, this is what I'm trying to create. And it goes into Virgo on the 11th, and then Mercury loves being in Virgo, right? Um, so this week Mercury has aspects to um, – uh, <laughs> he has a square to Eris, uh, which is, you know, kind of amplifying and telling you information in an opposition to Pluto. So he's forming that T-square that everybody else did. But Mercury is giving you information you did not have before. And now you have to figure out how you want to process it. When we get to the, him talking to the nodes on the 26th, you want to see who you're going to meet. He does come up with a pretty good strategic plan on the 26th because he trines palace. And then he, um, you know, he goes into Leo and he gets a little dramatic and he has an argument with Jupiter. Uh, so the two of them are kind of having a little crabby cranky and that's going to be on the 27th. And then he, um, you know, he kind of gets, he kind of gets it. You know, one of the things with Mercury and Leo is, uh, you know, it's that funny joke where people go, oh, you know, I just finished telling you about myself. No, no, tell me why you like me, you know. So there's an energy with Mercury kind of working with that. We also have an opportunity for a health diagnosis this week on August 1st. So you want to really pay attention to your health matters because there can be a health story that surfaces, and that's also when Mercury is opposite Saturn. So there's kind of an opposition or a bit of an argument that, that takes place in terms of how we're going to move forward. So it's, it, Mercury is getting a lot of information, not all of it he likes. You might make him a little cranky like that little boy in the Sweeties commercial, and I do encourage you to watch it. It's a really good commercial. Um, 
but it also is take the cranky and go do something with it. You know, don't just get cranky at whoever you're cranky with. Go do it. Go do something. Uh, Venus this week, she is in Virgo, and she's running from 6 Virgo through 13 Virgo. Um, and, of course, the Hammer of Thor swings on the 30th when she is in a sesquiquadrate to Pluto, and she is in a sesquiquadrate to Eris. She also meets important people on the 29th because she has an aspect to the nodes of fate where she does some kind of fated, F-A-T-E-D, communication, and it's a square. So Venus and Virgo squaring the nodes, so watch the communications you receive on the 29th because they can be particularly important for the forward motion. And we also see that she has, you know, perhaps a strategic malfunction. Uh, so when I see this, I'm always like, all right, so you you made... You did what you needed to do, and now there's consequences. Are you okay with the consequences? So remember what you choose to do when you swing that hammer or not, or if it's swung at you, if you choose to duck. Um, you know, it'll have consequences, best way to say it. And Venus has a hard aspect to Chiron on the first, uh, an inconjunct or quincunx, as Rick Levine likes to say. And so she realizes by taking those actions, she has permanently changed things. Again, a week of permanent changes. We are really getting focused now in this next chapter about how to proceed with our lives. Mars this week, um, he is in Leo, he gets to Regulus, and then he dives into Virgo on the 29th. Uh, and then he's in Virgo for about two months, a little over two months. So he, he too, is revising his strategy and coming up with a different way of thinking about it. Hi, Remo. Um, and he also is talking to Jupiter. Um, he has uh, opposition to Jupiter uh, on the 29th. Again, see how the setup is happening? You know, the 29th, 30th, 20th, whatever it is, it's big. And you want to be just like, okay, this is what she was talking about. <laughs> And it's important to pay attention to because it is going to give you information you need about how you want to proceed with your life. No, nothing small. They know a big thing, a big thing. Um, we also have Jupiter uh, going back into Aquarius where he has some cleanup work to do till we get to the December when he goes into Pisces for a new 12-year cycle starting. He gave us a little taste the last two months, and now he's backing up. He also has a square to Ceres, um, and the two of them are at the last degrees. So whenever that happens, there's, there's, I always think of that as you can't go home again. There's a quality of not being able to go home again, or that something's permanently changed on some deeper level. We also have um, Ceres entering Gemini, which is leaving Taurus that she's been in for a little while. She enters Gemini on the 31st, which is it could be this or it could be that. There's some choices to be made. And that's really the important thing to think about this week, making those choices. What do they mean to you? Why do they mean that to you? What's that from? In, you know, 100 years from now, will you care? 20 years from now, will you care? Three minutes from now. Well, right now you're having a temper tantrum, so you care. But will you care down the road? You know, what is, what's it about? What is really, really going on? And if you can do the really, really, then. Now, in my case, I'm looking at this, and I know I count. I pay attention, and I count. And I am counting. I know I am counting. So then I have to decide what I want to do with what I count. I'm, you know, I'm a 66-year-old grown-ass woman. You know, I'm supposed to behave myself. But I can tell you, my little inner temper tantrum girl wants to throw a temper tantrum. And, uh, you know, I'm going to mull it. I, looking at the aspects, I'm going, hmm, odds are good. I'm going to throw a pamper tantrum. But 
you never know. It's understanding the energy gives us choices, and it brings up stuff for us to work with, transform, or heal, or act badly with. And, <laughs> and so you want to kind of think about it, because this week everybody's going to be a little much in their missile silo, they're right, you're wrong. And so you want to kind of watch how you're doing that. You want to watch that origin story. You want to know where it comes from in your life, in your chart. What is the motivator behind it? Because once you know that, you have the power. Once you understand the transference, once you understand, once you understand why it's triggering you, you've got it. But until you get to that clarity point, really hard to do. And, and I encourage you to sit in the clarity point. The other thing, and this is kind of a new thing for me, I've never done this before, um, I am actually uh, affiliated with somebody, which I, again, as I said, I've never done it before. Seven years ago, I signed up for a course with a, taught by a woman named Marie Forleo, and uh, it's called B-School that she offers, and she offers it usually in the spring, but with all the people making transitions this year, she's offering it in the spring and the fall. And I, over the years, when people are figuring out their life, I often suggest to them they go, they go take her course. I signed up for it. On, uh, I joined B-School. <laughs> I pulled up the chart. I joined B-School on March 4th, 2014 at 2.14 a.m., an elected chart, just so you know. And I did it in, with the idea being I had a nice practice. It was a good, solid astrology practice. And um, I thought, well, I could always, always improve. I'm a Virgo. We like to improve. And so I purchased it. And my, every year I go back and I do a section over again. I did the whole course back on the first time. And my assistants both did it. And all of you know, Rose has her play coming to Off-Broadway. So she took the instructions we got from this class, and I took them, and I've grown my practice. You guys have been witness to it over the years. And so at any rate, I get the opportunity to be an affiliate. So I'm going to post the link on my on my website in the next hour <laughs> for the Moon Goes Void. And, you know, I will send you some stuff out in an email this week if you're on my email list because um, she's opening up an August school. And I found it incredibly helpful. And the people I have referred to her, I often send my students there when they're talking about, well, like, how do I build my business? And I go, well, go take this course. It's really good. So I've been doing that kind of for years, just sending her people. And this year she said, do you want to be an affiliate? And I said, yeah, I'm sure, that sounds fun. What do I have to do? She said, just tell people officially. So now I'm telling you officially. Um, so I will put that stuff up on my website. If you join through my link, I get some money. It helps pay more of my mortgage. <laughs> you don't have to join through my link. But it's a really, really good course. And a lot of people are in this transitional time figuring out what their next steps were. And I know for me, back in March of 2014, I was doing that myself. And it was very helpful And because it, I bought it as a company. And my assistants went through it, so we were all kind of on the same path with what to do with Ann Ortley Astrology, but then Rose went off and did it with her show, and now she's got her off-Broadway show getting produced. So techniques really work, and that's an artist person versus an astrology person. She does it with lots and lots of different businesses. So it'll be up on my website in about 15 minutes because I ran out of time today. But um, check it out, and if you like it, sign up. And if you don't, she has a money-back guarantee. You get your money back if you don't like it. Um, but you have to do the homework. <laughs> but I tell you, once you do the homework, you go, wow, this is really good. So at any rate, that's my first time ever doing this. So, uh, yeah, so check it out. In the meantime, have a great week. It is a wild week ahead. 
intense, passionate, and probably a bit out of control. On those weeks, we remember to breathe. So I'm going to send you off with a big, deep breath. Inhale, big, deep breath. Exhale, feel your shoulders relax, and off you go. You're ready. You got your sword, you got your shield, you got your helmet. You're ready for the week ahead. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye.